How we doing? <laughs> hey, I'm excited to be here. I'm going to make some space because I'm going to hit something. How are we? We're good? Happy to be in the house today? Yeah, that's good. We'll find out how, how good you're feeling in about half an hour or so once we're done here. Uh, today, I wanted to be speaking to us about a mess. Sorry, I'm going back. About here. I want to be talking to us about zeal, fervor, and service. Can you look at your neighbor and just say that to them? Say those three words to them. Zeal, fervor, and service. Good words, right? Good words. And the scripture that I want to be anchored in this morning will come from Romans chapter 12, verse 11. I love this scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I've got it printed up, and it's, it hangs on the wall in my office. It reads... Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. Father, we're so grateful that we get to breathe today. So grateful that you cause the sun to rise and Lord, you cause this world to keep rotating or that the whole universe expands all because you allow it to do so. Father, right now as we delve into your word and we hear from your, from your scriptures, Lord, we just pray that you would open our hearts, Lord. We pray, humble our hearts. Lord, make our hearts good soil, dear Father, that we might be open to what it is that you are wanting to say. Holy Spirit, Make us sensitive to your voice this morning. And Lord, I just pray that you would use me as your vessel. Allow me to be open and be led by your, your promptings alone. Father, I give you praise. We give you reverence. We give you glory and we give you honor. Because it is, because it is all rightfully yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, zeal fervor, and service. You see all of those words up here in these 13 words of Scripture found in Romans chapter 12, verse 11. In your own mind, I want you to think of something that you are zealous about. Who's zealous about sports? Who enjoys sports? Yeah, no, so-so, maybe so. Zealous, can be zealous about sports. Who's zealous about maybe cooking? And who likes cooking? Really can be zealous about that. So if I go to the definition of zeal, that actually, and I'm going to spend most of the time in talking about zeal because zeal is something that's connected to our minds and it can be connected to our emotions. Therefore, it's the, one of those main things that we can actually impact. Something that we can actually choose to be is zealous. You can actually choose to be a zealot about something. Okay? That's here in our definition we read that zeal is great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an objective. So it has a target. Zeal always has a target. If you're zealous about something, it's because there's a particular target. There's something that you are looking at in the future that you are zealous about. Zeal is not only connected to emotion. It's actually part of purpose. You can connect it to purpose. Because if you look at a purpose, you can connect zeal to that because zeal 
is something that you can choose, whereas passion is just something that can, you can feel for a moment. If you look at the, uh, the, the, the definition of passion, if you look that up, it'll, you'll see it as an emotive word, meaning that when you feel something, then you have passion. So you're affected by emotion. But zeal has a target. It actually has a target in front of it for you to be zealous about. So when we're zealous about something, it consumes, it should consume you. Absolutely should consume you. So when I, when I think about the things that I'm zealous about, sometimes you've got to sort of pull yourself into check. Because there is nothing that we as Christ's believers should be more zealous about than our king and his kingdom. You see, zeal is not reckless. It is set on a particular task. It's focused. It's focused enthusiasm. It's focused effort for a particular... You don't just go and just, oh, I'm just zealous. For what? For what? Okay? Whereas you can have moments of passion. If you... <laughs> Funnily enough, I went and did a little bit of a word study this, this week, and I went and saw, because I was just thinking, oh no, passion, passion, I love that word, passion. If you actually go to the, to, to the internet, or if you jump on your Bible app, or whatever it is you go look through for scriptures, go type in passion, and just search it up. And the majority of the connotations are negative. <laughs> Passions of the flesh, they were handed over to a depraved mind because of their passions. See, passion so connected to emotions, and our emotions are so depraved that passion isn't enough. You need zeal. You need a targeted enthusiasm. Amen? So much so is your zeal supposed to be that it is so far. I had a conversation with the brother today, and he just he explained it to me so well, and it just it left in my spirit. I had to message him and say, I need to use that. I said, I need to use that. And he said to me that our faith, and our belief and the things of God are supposed to be so far in first place that you can't even see second. You can't even see what's second. I just wanted to go straight over to Luke chapter 14, verse 26, just to make it clear what God calls us to, the type of zeal he's calling us to, type of enthusiasm. It reads, if anyone comes to me and does not, what does that word say? Hate. That's a strong word. Seen a lot of that word lately. The word says, if he comes to me and he does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That's strong. And that's just straight Bible. I didn't even do nothing to that. <laughs> He's saying that you are supposed to be so committed to discipleship in God that everything else is absolutely nothing, meaningless. Because it all is. Next to our purpose in God, everything is absolutely meaningless. Your family, 
meaningless in comparison to your service to God. Isn't that insane? I found that so crazy. Because if I'm honest, food takes a pretty, second, pretty close second place to God for me. Absolutely honest. I want you to take a moment and think about your own life. What is it that you were having? I'm not saying that you've placed in first. I'm just saying that you've kept in second maybe. What is it that you have placed in second? The way my brother described it to me is that it hasn't dropped God's value, but what it has done is that you've raised the value of second place. You've brought it too close to God. You've brought it too close to comparison with God. What is it? Answer it for yourself. Think about it. Reflect on that. I write it down. Take it back home after this and ask God, why is it that I've held this in such high value when the focus of my whole life is supposed to be you? The first focus of my very existence is supposed to be for your kingdom, for your glory. What is that second place for you? What's that third place that you've brought up? That fourth place that you've placed so much emphasis on that's come up so close to God's value to even get to the point where it seems if someone were to look at your life that they would say, oh, I don't know. I think they value that maybe more than they do their king. What is that thing? I love for us. I'm pushing into ministry after this. <laughs> We're going to pray together. We are going to pray together, church. What is that thing? The, the, the writer of, of Romans, Paul, when he writes this, what you need to understand is that Paul's been, he's been a Christian by the time he, book, he, he writes Romans. By the time he writes the book, He's been a Christian for over 20 years. It's, about, it's a bit over 20 years since the road to Damascus when he went blind and he's actually he's found his conversion. He's, he's been around for a little while. Hands up if you've been a Christian for at least 20 years. Yeah? A lot of us in the house. This man's been beaten, scourged, imprisoned, spat at. I can only imagine the things that this man has gone through. His words are, do not be slothful in zeal. Because slothful zeal creates mediocrity. Mediocrity. Who likes mediocre? Put your hand up. Yeah, good. We're about to pray for someone just then. <laughs> no one likes mediocrity. Who settles for mediocrity? No one likes it. Plenty settle for it. In our faith, in the way that we parent, in the way that we work, maybe in the way that we deal with relationships. Maybe in the way that we care for another brother or another sister. Mediocrity is 
of the way that I was, I'd, I won't use that word, mediocrity is an absolute disease. It's a disease. Oh, my faith, it's, yeah, it's, it's good, it's okay. You're diseased. I'm sorry. Mediocrity has no place. Actually, I want to pray right now. Just real quick, yeah? Because I believe if mediocrity is part of our lives, and we have to get it out, and I believe that it's a barrier. Amen, let's pray. Lord Jesus, deal with our mediocrity. Amen. Are you waiting for a big, are you waiting for me to scream and cast it out? Mediocrity is not hard to get over. <laughs> By its own definition, it's average. Mediocrity is just plainly average. If, you, if we talk about it, if we talk about health, and you're tired of living out mediocrity with your health, it's not, the, the, the steps to get healthier aren't crazy. Go for a walk. If, you're, if we're talking about finance, mediocrity in finance, it's not a crazy thing that you have to do. It just means you need to stop spending that money for one week. And you'll see a surplus next week. That's how you break mediocrity. One small step. Back to health. If you, want, if, you want to get, if you want to live healthier, eat one healthy meal throughout the day compared to all the other crap that you eat. I'm talking to myself there. No, but I'm being serious. If, you, if you're tired of a mediocre marriage, stop looking at your phone. Yeah, I'm going to talk to someone here today. <laughs> if, you, if you're tired of being a mediocre parent, turn the TV off. Go for a walk with your kids. I'm going to speak to someone. You're tired of being mediocre in your workplace. Make it a priority and actually just get what you're supposed to get done. Do it on time. Mediocrity isn't a mountain to climb. It's just one step over to move out of mediocrity. And when it comes to your faith, you know exactly what to do with mediocrity. Because I, you know what to do, and as pastors and leaders, is to come up here and keep saying, read your Bible and pray, that's not what we're about. We're about empowering people, and we want to encourage you. Spend time in God's presence. Because mediocrity, if it creeps into your faith, you are you are not effective. You will become ineffective in the kingdom. And that's why we're here anyway. In fact, oh, something happened with the conversion printer. That's supposed to say 2021. <laughs> I want to think about, I want you to think about your year so far. How's 2021 been for you? Good, bad, so so. You know, at about June, <laughs> at about June, I remember hearing, oh, I'll be happy to see the end of 2021. Oh, it'll be good when this year's over. It'll be good when we make it through. It'll be good when we get to, to 2022. It'll be good once January 1 hits. 
want to tell you a secret. Keep it in this room. Don't tell anyone else. It's just a secret for you. It's going to rain in 2022 too. You're going to come against some hard times in 2022. You're going to hit some tribulation next year. It'll hit you. The idea that the backside of 2021 will be the best thing in your life, it's a lie. It's not all of a sudden going to be rainbows and sunshine 2022. <laughs> Especially not if we stay mediocre. We've got about five and a half weeks left in 2021. And I'm, I really feel this one in my spirit. If we would make these last five and a half weeks the only thing that we remember about this year, you will look back on 2021 with a smile on your face, with joy in your heart about what God has done in this year. Because everything from January 1st to, to November 20th won't matter because from 21st of November to the 30th of December, it was amazing because you stepped in, in zeal for God's kingdom. Because we stepped in as a body of believers and believed for some crazy things to happen in just five weeks. But it's actually in our hands. <laughs> Because I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not, I, I tell you, these last two weeks for me have been amazing. I've started to do some different things, catching up with different people, and had way too much coffee. But it's been so good. I, I tell you what, it's been amazing just sitting down, hearing and gleaning from other brothers and sisters. It's been amazing. And I think the analogy or the idea came to mind about when you go and you, you, you're playing in a footy team and you might be losing the game or if you're in whatever team, netball, volleyball, whatever it was, or even if you're with uh, your leadership or even if you're with uh, uh, your workplace, they don't look, when you come to a toolbox meeting, they don't look at the last five weeks of the year or the last 10 minutes of the game and they tell you, they look at you and they, they got you all excited and they go, guys, game's nearly over, we're down. But let's just be as average as we can averagely be. Finish off the game as average as you possibly can. Who's heard that speech before? Guys, let's just, let's just hit this so mediocre. Let's just go so medium-paced. Go as average as you can and finish it off as average as you can. Never have you heard that. Never will you hear it. Five weeks left in this year, church, let's finish this year off. As so hardcore and full of zeal for God's kingdom. And let it be a platform for 2022. Don't let it be something you just forget about of 2021. Let it be a launching pad because this season, these five weeks, you prayed like you never prayed before. Because these last five weeks, you stood in the gap for brothers and sisters like you never had before. Let that zeal for God's kingdom drive us 
to serve one another. Amen? Zeal. It's a good word. I like that word. I actually had a story for this. God's most beautiful, most beautiful creation, the most beautiful creature that he ever formed goes by the name of Va. She, take those kudo points. She, um, when we started dating, or even think back to when you started courting, I'm talking a lot about zeal right now. I'm going to keep on zeal. When you started courting whoever it is, your partner or your, your wife or your husband, whoever that might have been, when you started courting, do you remember what it felt like when they would talk to someone else? <laughs> or was that just me? <laughs> like, see a walk past, but I had to act cool because, anyway, young and dumb. She would talk to someone, it's like, Oh, in my heart, I'd be like, why are you talk? I don't care if he's your co-worker. Don't talk to him. I don't care if you guys have to do stuff together to get work done. Just, you shouldn't talk to him. You talk to me. It's just talk to me. I'll talk to me. I'll talk to him. Don't talk to him. He's your brother, I know. But just don't talk to him. You talk to me. Jealousy. Remember what that feels like? Just to get that, that angst to just feel like, Oh, don't, don't get in their way. Don't, just don't talk to them. You don't let them look at you. Don't look at her. <laughs> I know she's mute, but just don't look at her. That angst, that feel, the, the word zeal, it actually comes from the word envy or jealousy. That feeling, just that burning within, that you get a sense of? And I want to say something really important right now. I want you to look at someone. I want you to find someone. Because I want, to look, I want you to look them in the eye. Because I have a message for God for that person. From God for that person. Find someone. I, uh, it's, going to be long, it's going to be long and awkward if you're looking at them now. Sorry. But look at that person in the eye. Look at them in the eye. And tell them that feeling is how God is about you. That's how he is about you. That jealousy, that fire, that burning desire to be the only person in that person, to be the only focus of that person's life, that is how God is for us. That's how he is for me. If you don't want to believe that, I'll take it all. That's how he feels for us and to see us just going to and fro about the things that we like. And yet he's still there. Hey, hey, Mike, yeah, I know, I know, I know, that's hard. Yeah, I know you're dealing with that, pe that person and you're feeling, I know, just let me in. The Bible says he stands at the doors of our hearts and he knocks. I know you're dealing with anxiety. Just let me, I can, I can help. Come on, man. Let me in. Let me in. Hey, Mike. He's zealous for us. He's jealous for us. 
He is the focus of our faith. I'm not going to say he's supposed to be. He is the focus of our faith. He is the focus of our lives. Above anything else, it all fades away. Amen? <clears throat> Moving over to the word fervent. I found this word just amazing. I love this word too. It reads from the description, it's a having or displaying a passionate intensity. There's that word passion. Passion is just, it, for me, it just sort of didn't work. It's like, how are you going to say zeal here? Talk about passion and how it might actually have bad connotations. But there's, there's a good passion. You can have good passion, right? But when it comes to passion, why would it be in the word fervent? And I realized that it's actually talking about the spirit here. He says, do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Here's the thing. Your spirit already knows who daddy is. It was created by him, for him, and will return to him. It doesn't know how to be passionate about anything else. <laughs> Zeal controlled in your mind needs some convincing. Your spirit man knows very well who it is supposed to serve. Your spirit man knows very... That's why when you spend some time away from God and you realize it, that's why all of a sudden you're just like, oh man, I haven't, I haven't spent some quiet time with God. I, I, you realize it and it's a irking in your heart. It's a desire that comes out of your bones all of a sudden and you realize, hey, I'm drawing away from God. What is this? That's your spirit. That's Holy Spirit ministering to your spirit, telling you, come home, come home. It's time to come home. The word fervent actually in its translation means to boil. When you put a pot, pot of water on the, uh, on the stove and you get it to boil. Boiling over. Fervent in spirit. Boiling over in spirit. Driven by the spirit. I love this verse. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. And the last one is, oh, hold on. Oh, actually, yeah. <clears throat> so if zeal connects to mind and he calls it to be fervent in our spirits, there is only one way that it outworks itself. And that's in Service. That's why it's right there in the scripture. You see, a heart or a mind that is zealous for God's kingdom, a spirit fervent for his kingdom, outworks itself in service. That's all it knows to do. It just serves. Ah, gotcha, Mike. You just wanted volunteers. <laughs> That's why. I no, no, not at all. In fact, if just this 
got you thinking about coming in and looking for a place to serve. Don't. Don't. Look for somewhere to serve in your workplace. Look for someone to serve. How? I'm not telling you to shout Jesus at them. They look thirsty, get them a bottle of water. When our minds and our hearts are stayed on him, zealous for his kingdom, fervent in our spirits, we just serve. Jesus himself comes and he says, I did not come to serve, to be served, sorry, but to serve. Our example, a man zealous, focused, on the task ahead. Focused on what it is he was here for, his purpose, he knew it very well. Fervent in his spirit, boiling over in spirit. Man, oh, ooh, it, yeah. If it's something, it would have been something to just be one of the disciples. Amazing. But to see him just so fervent in spirit, and he outworks it in the way that he just serves people. Serves, throws the towel around his waist, gets down on his knees and washes his disciples' feet. Breaks the bread for his disciples and hands it to them and serves them at the table of communion. He doesn't only expect it, he examples it so well, as he does everything that we look to do in our own. In 13 words, one verse, Paul embodies what is supposed to be our posture as believers. Zealous people, fervent in spirit, serving our Lord. I'm going to ask Rubes to come up and join me. Because I really do, <laughs> I really do want to pray with us today. I've got a little bit of time to do so. And I want to call out for those of us who have not known zeal for a little season. I want to call out for those of us who have not moved in service of our King with fervency in our spirits. Because if, I'm just telling you, for me, these last five weeks of 2021 will not be weeks to be forgotten about. These will not be the weeks that we just got through so that we could get to next year. These last five weeks will be absolutely lived out with fervor, with zeal, serving my King. And I want to invite you, if you would join me. So if you take a moment, just close your eyes.
see, zeal is your decision. You can choose it. And your spirit's ready. Now your spirit is ready to jump at the opportunity. Your spirit is his. Glory to his. wants to boil over, wants to spill over. And I just want to put the invitation out. If you would like to join up the front here, I would love to pray with you. Because we desire that these last five weeks, the last five and a half weeks of 2021, to be so zealous, so fervent in service of our King. So if you'd like to join me, I invite you now. Let's pray together. Let's pray for one another. about emotions and different mindsets and the thing that I've been thinking about with zeal is that it's actually contagious. When you see someone excited about the things of God, you become excited about the things of God. When someone sees you excited about God's kingdom, gives them the opportunity about to be excited about the same thing. Praise God for these men and women. Church, would you reach your hands out to them? And let's pray for them. If you'd like to come out and join them and just, just place a hand on behind on their backs and just pray for them. We're going to pray for them together. I'm not anointed just to do this by myself. We are here to care for each other. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Let's lift our hands, church. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you so much, Lord. We come before you postured in gratitude. We are grateful, Lord. So grateful. Lord Jesus, this morning, as our brothers and sisters have shown themselves to desire that these last weeks of 2021 be the greatest weeks of 2021, Lord, we pray that you would stir up our zeal. 
Holy Spirit, we pray that our fervor would boil over in our spirits. Holy Spirit, minister to us in this moment. We thank you so much for what you have done on our behalf. And Lord, we place second place so far down on the list again this morning, making sure that you are the absolute pinnacle of our attention, of our adoration. Lord, that second place in family, in friends, in colleagues, in social life, that second place in our workplaces, second place in the things that you have blessed us with, Lord, that they are so far down in rank next to you, Lord, that they don't even, they're not even in sight, Lord. Set our eyes wholly on you. But I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord, who have stepped out today believing in faith that you are wanting to do a work in their lives to impact their workplaces, to impact their homes, to impact, Lord, the, their children. Father, bring us back to our first love in you. Lord, we give you our hearts. We give you our lives, Lord. Be the focus of our zeal. May our spirits boil over with fervor. Not even counting the cost. Not even worried about the cost, Lord, of service to you. Holy Spirit, bless us. Minister to us in this time. Father, we thank you. We adore you. We love you. We give you praise. Our mighty, mighty King. In Jesus' name. Amen.